Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours. And uh, we're glad that you're spending some of that uh, time of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Uh, bottom of the first hour of the program, we'll catch up with our friend uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Covers football, covers sports at the Sporting News. More so college football, little NFL. Not sure if he's been assigned to cover the uh, Cleveland baseball team as he's close there proximity-wise. Uh, but we'll pick Bill Brender, Bender's brain on a number of topics. He's interviewing Donald Driver today. Donald Driver? Yeah, I'm not sure why. I mean, he's a Packer fan. Yes. Bill. Any excuse? I'm wondering if that was part of it, but <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Bill Bender's going to join us at 1030 um, for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. We'll talk some football with Bill Bender. At 11.05, it's Wednesday. That means Cappy is here, and what a perfect day for Cappy to be here on the heels of both of the Chicago baseball teams in the spotlight last night. The Cubs with a uh, dramatic a game-winning home run by Wilson Contreras in the eighth inning. Wonder if there's going to be any blowback today from those Brewers pitchers who couldn't have liked the histrionics that the Cubs catcher uh, had on full display rounding the bases. I get it. There's a little rivalry between the two. Contreras was uh, hit uh, by a pitch again last night, but it was certainly made for good theater. And then, of course, uh, we'll have to get to the White Sox, maybe first and foremost. Trent? We talked about it yesterday that it was such a good day with all these terrific pitching matchups seemingly. Now, we didn't get the Hendricks-Woodruff and wondered if there's something there because COVID is going through the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, although Kyle Hendricks said he just wasn't feeling well and there's been no diagnosis. And we hope he was just under the weather and not the C word. Um, but uh, that one didn't happen. But Bieber and Giolito did. And man, oh man, did it live up to it, huh? It was better than anticipated. We have so many of these matchups that come up throughout the course of the year, and one guy's really good and the other isn't. Or they're both okay. It just it feels like when we get these kind of matchups that we talk about beforehand, it doesn't live up to the billing. Mm -hmm. It exceeded expectations. It was so good. You get to the ninth, you go to the tenth, and now the new rule. It's a new rule that... We have talked about, and we both like. I you were you were late to the party. I was, and I I still maintained I would like to see it maybe an inning later, or even the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe would be best case scenario. I don't like it right away in the tenth. There's a number of people that feel that way, Trent. But I understand it, and I do like the rule a lot more than I anticipate. I will. I, I thought I was going to hate it from the get go, and mm-hmm. every part of it. I still would like to see it a little bit later, but overall, it adds excitement it and it adds a layer, adds an element. But in a game like last night, as we talked about the other day, you can't just make special rules. What were we talking about? Changing rules when it came to September yes, 14th. Yeah, right. You obviously can't no, do that. Uh-uh. And same thing here. You can't say, well, if it's a scoreless game, 
then we're not going to go to the ace sex versus ace. <laughs> right, right. You just can't do that. No. But I understand the angst and the frustration, and, there's and certainly a, from White Sox fans. And, and not only them, Trent, there's a number of former players that this isn't mm-hmm. baseball. They're right. just, they just, for whatever reason, refuse to accept this rule. I like it. I always have. Um, well, a couple of years it's been in place, but it was, uh, I got a test drive uh, down here at the minor league level. I thought it was good. Anyways. Uh, we'll talk to Cappy about a gem on the south side and uh, at American Family Field. Yes, in in Milwaukee, a terrific baseball Miller game. Park. Miller Park, right? I'm with you. And then John Bowen Camp will finish things off. Uh, the um, uh, Hawkeye media had a, a number of opportunities yesterday to meet with uh, coaching staff, etc. So we'll uh, pick John Bowen Camp's brain on what came out of that media avail uh, yesterday. He will join us at 11.25. Lots on our plate this morning. We've got some college basketball stuff that we want to get to that apparently there's going to be some new rules being proposed. And since you are a hardcore, no doubt about it, if you could only watch one, mm-hmm. I'm grateful that we, that's not the case. Um, <laughs> We're lucky that way. Right, that you would choose uh, college basketball. You love the sports. So, Trent, I'm going to run. This is from Matt Lo- Norlander, who covers college college basketball for cbssports.com mm-hmm. and joins us oh two or three times during the basketball season um, and we're certainly grateful when we can get Norlander on here but these are the proposed rule changes that may or may not ever gain approval um, but there's some in here that I think that you're going to be on board with and some of them that you might take a think that that's kind of like putting a runner on second base okay. in the 10th inning. All right. You may or may not. So, so we're, we're tricking up college basketball We are in a changing way. some rules. All right. And I don't think it's necessarily... Well, let's get to them. These are proposals. These are proposals, right. right. And this okay. is how Norlander put it in his tweet. These are possible with... Um, those stars, what do you call them, asterisks behind mm-hmm. um, front and back of the word possible. Possible rule changes for men's basketball next season per the NCAA rules survey. Uh, so let's go to the let's go to them. Uh, and this one, the first one's no big deal. I don't think. Maybe you do. Tablets or similar devices on the bench for coaching purposes. That's yeah, fine. Fine, right? Yep. No problem with that. Here's the one that I'm anxious to get your opinion on. Adopt a modified six-foul rule. Mm-hmm. With the following provisions, and there's a, there's one, two, three, four of them. A player may not commit more than three personal or technical fouls in any one half. If he does, that's automatic disqualification. So you can have three fouls, you're going to pick have two, two fouls on the floor, mm-hmm. get a technical, you're still okay, but if you get another foul, you're rejected in the first half. So you're not... Eligible to play in the second Correct. half. Correct. So you pick up your third foul, and it was a cheap one. And Ted Valentine, you're awful, yep. and you let him know that. Yep. And he gives you the T. You're out. That's the fourth. That's the fourth. You're out for the game. Absolutely. I think everybody would be told that, understand that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, there's go- it's going to pop up in some case, and it might be a Southland game that we don't even know about. I'm sure it'll happen at some point. I'm fine with it. Remember when the Big East toyed with the six foul? No. This would have been, ago? oh, early 90s, I want to say. Maybe it was probably after Alonzo Mourning and Dikembe Mutombo. That group okay. came through, I think, with Georgetown. But the physicality, and they talked about mm-hmm. the Big East, was so physical that they needed six fouls. And I think they experimented with at least a year, maybe it was two. But regardless, I'm okay with it. I don't have a 
big issue one way or the other. Maybe more than anything. Hopefully that means Frey McCaffrey will not automatically bench his guys <laughs> right. if they get two fouls in the first half. A player may commit uh, three personal fouls, technical fouls in the first half and three in the second. Uh, but once they get their next one, they're out, which gotcha. makes sense, right? Yep. Um, so th- that's basically the gist of that one. So six fouls coming to college basketball. Don't have a huge on-the-surface issue with that one. All right, so you're going to have to widen the lane to 16 feet. Okay. Um, reset team fouls at the 10-minute mark of each half mm-hmm. and begin the double bonus on the 15 foul of each 10-minute segment. That would eliminate the one-and-one. One. Right. You and- like that. This is something that happens at the NBA. There's no mm-hmm. one-and-ones in the NBA. Right. That's the women's college game now is that way. Yep. Here's the easiest thing. How about we just get rid of the 20-minute halves and go to four 10-minute quarters? Guess what? When you start playing basketball, you play quarters. Uh-huh. In middle school uh-huh. and in high school uh-huh. and when you go to the NBA and the women's game, they all play quarters. But for some reason, men's college basketball is slow to adapt. So you don't have to worry about the 10-minute mark. That you have to reset it. Just play four quarters. Uh, not on the not on the list of uh, not on the ru- list. Uh, rule changes. But another one. I do like the one and one. I'm not gonna lie. I I might miss it a little bit because there's some strategy involved, right? Well, it's, know, strategy might not be the late rule. game scenario. A one yeah, and one yeah, feels different than a two sure. shot. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So because of that, I would miss it. But it's not something that I. I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I, I'm okay with that one, too. And then there's got to be some kind of justification, probably, that I don't know. But, yeah, I'm okay with that one. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what else? It's very difficult. Eliminate the 10-second uh, backcourt rule. That would make Rasir Bolton very happy. <laughs> Walking it up. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I don't like that at all. I, I don't understand that one either. I, I, in fact, I want to see them go the other way. Eight? Yes, like they do uh-huh. in the NBA, uh-huh. which it's very rare. I mean, teams don't press in the NBA, but... When they do, it adds a little something, a little element. Yeah, go the other way, not that direction. I believe the women's game, if I remember correctly, does not have the 10-second backcourt. Uh, and that's on the table to be eliminated mm. in men's college Don't basketball. Don't like that one. Award possession of the ball to the defense when they create a held ball situation. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting way into the weeds here. Loose ball, tipped out at midcourt. Who was on defense in that scenario? Yeah, it's easy when a guy goes and he strips the ball and he gets a tie-up. That's easy. But there are so many things that make that call that much more difficult. The alternate arrow, I'm I'm still fine. I I like it, too. Yeah. I like it, too. Here's one that I think everybody will agree on. Limit the number of timeouts that may be called by any one team in the last two minutes of the second period or overtime to two. Okay. Two timeouts in the final two minutes of the game, or if it goes to overtime, in that. And think of the best college basketball game of the tournament. There was no timeout. There were no timeouts. No, there wasn't. They just let them play. They let Gonzaga them play. They didn't call a timeout. UCLA, yep. Mick didn't use yep. his timeouts. A few on the other side didn't. 50, I think Trent, it was, was it 57 or 50, whatever. It was like 57 seconds of uninterrupted hair on fire basketball. The way it should be. I agree with you. Be. I agree with you. Yes, I am in. Let's adopt that one right now. Don't even put it to committee. Um, permit the use of instant replay on all basket interference slash goaltending throughout the game, but only when a call has been made by an official. Replay in general. Can we just 
But I think there should be a limitation on how much time. Yes. And how many times. That That's quick in the pace. Yeah. Let, let's get it going. Because the officials are using it as a crime. You know what, though? Having said that, I just wanted to get it right. Right. And th- this is the problem. So you talked about this rule. So what, it was something with goaltending. I can't remember the call, but I, I'm imagining that's what it is. All right, there was a bad call that went against somebody, so now we're going to change this rule. No. Can't we just make it uniform? If there's a call that's close, or we have a replay official, and they make the determination, hey, I'm taking my 30 seconds here. I'm going to see if you got it right or wrong. We're going to buzz down, and we're going to get it right. Because like you said, ultimately, just get it right. So, all right. So this is because of a goal 10 call or basket interference. But it actually is not considered. You know those rules where... It, it's not actually considered mm-hmm. basket interference mm-hmm. because of this, right. and now we can't review this because it doesn't exactly fall into the parameters here. Now, just get it right. Uh, here's one that um, I think you'll like. Permit? Maybe you won't, because this is kind of like putting a runner on second base. All right. Permit a team to decline free throws in the last two minutes of the last period or overtime and elect to possess the elect the position of the ball uh, to on a to a throw in. So if I I, I don't have to take this guy off off the floor because mm-hmm. he can't shoot a free throw to save his life. Right. And if he gets the ball, he's going to be instantly fouled. So I have to put him on the bench and then sub him back in. So that goes away. So if he's fouled, he doesn't have to shoot his free throws because he's only a fifty percent free throw th- shooter. We can inbound the ball instead. No, I think that's junk. No, 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 no. absolutely. See, I like not. that one. I like no, that. No, 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 no. You go out there with your guys that can make free throws. If you can't make free throws, then you can't play at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. That's the way that it is. You got plenty of time to practice those free throws. There's nobody guarding you. You're 15 feet away. No, get better at it. I do not like that. One. Yeah, um, and then I mean that would that would um, prevent the like I say the the kid who can't shoot from subbing in, subbing out, and you can't get him out of the game. But um, we'll we'll see. Think think of this scenario. You got a Seven-footer that can jump high. Really athletic dude. And all you're going to do for the end of the possession is you're going to throw it high to him because he's going to catch the inbound because nobody can jump as high as him. And then they're going to follow him. Then you're going to take it out again. And you're just going to do that for the next, I don't know, 20 minutes? You're trying to tick off 40 seconds left? No, garbage. Uh, Eliminate the five-second closely guarded rule. No, 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 no. we got to give something to the defense here, right? I'm with that. I'm with you on that one. Stay up there. Uh, And then they want to bring in the Euro step and the step-back shot, make it legal. (laughs) It's legal now. It is, right? Right. I mean, Carr does it every time on that step back. He's always traveling. Unless Bo Borowski gets a wild hair up his butt, and I'm going to call it this time. And the other 14 times you see it in the course of the game, it isn't called. No, that one, it's already here. All right, put it in the rule books now so we have it. All right, you can only pass one. Which one are you passing? Oh, only pass one. Only pass one. You like the six fouls? Not that much. Okay. Um, I'm not steadfast in the that. The overtimes to limit them to two per per team in the final two minutes. Yeah, the timeouts. The yep. timeout thing. Yep. Get this game going. I'm Keep with the pace you. up. Yep. That's the one. Let's make that happen right now. Uh, the 10-second backcourt rule. I don't know why you take that out of the game. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that college basketball is different. You have teams that have uh-huh. pressing styles. And, well, you and I certainly would have liked that against Texas A&M, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Good point. Uh, do you like that? See, I, I kind of like giving the uh, possession to the team, the defense, uh, on, a, on a hell ball situation. If you play your ass off mm-hmm. uh, and you get the hell ball instead of going to the yeah, – I can see it both ways. My, my concern is just exactly what constitutes getting a held ball. And there's so many times it's just a loose ball and it turns into a jump ball. 
you were on defense, you automatically get the ball in that scenario or a long rebound. That's the problem. Yeah, because like you said, if it's you're playing defense, you play great defense, you can get a jump ball, you should get possession. I just think there's too many other elements to make that an automatic. All right, if you'd like to see them and read them for yourself, I know I'm sure they're all over the place, but I do know that Matt Norlander on Twitter uh, has posted them. Trent, let's go to baseball from yesterday. Your twins fell early in the afternoon, yeah. um, which, boy, it looks like they were going to run away with this thing. Put a couple on the board early um, in a, well, it was in a driving snowstorm, but boy, oh boy. Those flurries were big, weren't they? Yes. It was quite the scene there. You jumped out too early. Speaking of, you're talking about uh, Kyle Hendricks. Nelson Cruz was a non-COVID scratch. Yeah, he was scratch. too, right? That, they say non-COVID mm-hmm. right now. We'll see. Twins play a double header today if he's going to be able to go back out there. But you're right. Yeah, jump out 2 nothing against old friend Martin Perez. All right, they're, they're, they're going to knock him around a little bit. And the bats just went absolutely Ice quiet. Um, I wonder how Fox Sports North is going to handle this afternoon because the wild game was moved up this afternoon. Bally Sports. That's right, Bally. And I like the score bug. I, I think they're fine. It's a little busy. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I, I'm not... It's I not awful, and there's right. a lot that we see initially. Right. <laughs> because we are two old men that do not like change. Yeah, but we're not alone. I mean... Right, right. And But usually it's killed. Mm-hmm. There was some dissension initially, regardless yeah. of who you're looking at, of all the Bally sports. But yeah, it's all right. Little, so little what's too busy their end game here, Bally? Are they going to... Uh, it's going to be odds on your right side. That, that ticker that you see on the right yeah. side, that's ultimately going to be... Live betting odds for the game you're watching. So is Bally's trying to um, gain a footprint in some of the legal states? I mean, can Bally's isn't in Iowa. No, they're not. Yeah. Um, I would guess that's that ultimately going to be, be the yeah. end game, right? And if you're Wild Rose, Prairie, you got an extra skin. Well, Wild Rose skin, do you mean they're going to Circa? This, this could yeah. be game changing for them. Circa is a very sharp book, too. Uh huh. And they're the first one out, too. They that, are. That's what you. I like Circa for a number of reasons. A. Derek Stevens is the guy that owns it. He's willing to put his you-know-what's on the line mm-hmm. and put the numbers up first. Here, I'll let you in on a little secret. All of the books in Vegas want somebody else to go first. Yes. They want the numbers to be put on the board. Then they want to see how their back and back office people are adjusting to those odds, how the pros um, in their power rankings may differ. Therefore, they're walking to the counter and they're firing. And so they let... In this case, Circa uh, put up a bad number and then have an attack before they put up their number. Circa goes first. Circa's coming to Iowa, mm-hmm. and they're coming to Iowa through Wild Rose Jefferson. Wild Rose was slow into the game. Nah, not slow into the game. It seemed like it took DraftKings a while before they got going. Yep. But it's worth waiting for because yes. look what DraftKings is doing. And yes, we speak on their behalf on this radio station, full disclosure. But if it did stink, I'd tell you. Right. Yeah. And. <laughs> And we were talking about DraftKings well before mm-hmm. we were spokesmen for their products. It, 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 I love it. I really do. I, I think it's about as well as you can put together a book. And that was also something where they were trying to get their app at the highest possible yes. level yep. before they launched. And when they did, and they were ready. And the people started to do, hey, boy, this is, this well, they is com- an upgrade they from compared, what we're used to. Absolutely. They compared it to the other ones, and William Hill was first, mm-hmm. and William Hill had some deficiencies. Uh, now they've uh, upgraded theirs, but, uh, but DraftKings forced them. But if, with Wild Rose now a DraftKings and a Circa shop, that's huge. Yes. That's really, really good for the folks. And they're good people over there. Timmons and Gilson and Gary Kirk owns the place, and they got three of them. Emmitsburg, Clinton. 
and Jefferson. They're good people, so I'm glad that they're doing very well. All right, so uh, what else from baseball yesterday? Of course, How about you? We just touched on the home run from Contreras. What a shot, by the way. Which, Jesus. That's part number one. And it was only measured like 438. You know, he got cheated, Trey. It felt like it was 480. Yeah, he got cheated. <laughs> I thought he was going to hit Bernie Brewer right. up on his slide. So, I don't know how you... When you're watching a ball game, I, I know you love Twitter. Yeah. Do you have it? You have it on your iPad, and you're just the Twitter or the game. Well, no, no, the Twitter. Yes. So you're on your iPad. Yeah. You're sitting in your recliner. Mm-hmm. You got it on your lap. Mm-hmm. Somebody hits a home run like that. Is it instantaneous that I you try go to, to Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not watching it. Because that was my same thing. Watching it, see it, and then I go right to Twitter, and I missed him hollering and oh, John yeah. and doing everything until. I kind of look back up and see as he's going crazy as he's touching home and getting the hand slaps from his from his teammates. Well, did you see how he walked home? Yes. He got halfway down the third base side and pulled up and started not who's who was it? Is it Conor McGregor that does the walk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he didn't quite go that far. He's got the strut. Though. Yeah, he does have the strut. But there's a there's a a genuine hatred. I mean, Craig Council, after the first series of the year, said we don't have a Cubs problem. We have a Contreras problem. He said that. They don't like Wilson Contreras. And it was the day you were off, because I had Cappy on. Last Wednesday. Yeah, last Wednesday, and I, and I mentioned that to him. Because it, it happened on Tuesday. Well, Contreras got hit again last night. Yes. And then there was a little blowback. One of the Cubs relievers came in, and uh, Tapura, I believe it was, and, and threw behind Woodruff, of course, in the National League. Mm-hmm. At least for this year, they still have to bat. And, um, and then when Contreras hit the go-ahead two-run homer, he was animated, now, what's going to happen today? Because the Brewers have a Contreras problem. But, uh, Trent, I'm with you. I thought he got shortchanged. We will uh, see the lineups. I don't believe they're out quite yet. Do you think he even plays today, though? Because day game, 1240 first Oh, is it a day game today? Yes. Too bad. Son of a... Yeah. I'm going to guess. Probably got the day off. We're not going to see him out there. And then from there, the Cubs off on Thursday before Atlanta the, comes in. The Bravos. Yeah, and that's down. Sunday night baseball. Braves Cubs is Sunday night baseball. Oh, nice. This week. Yeah, but you know what? It, yes, I agree with you. It's got a chance to be good, right? Mm-hmm. But Padres, excuse me, Padres Dodgers is Sunday night. Or they, they have a weekend. I'm going to guess too. we're going to see that I one hope at some so. point this summer. I hope so. Your twins are in a big series. Who do the twins play this weekend? Angels, maybe? They do, yeah. They go out to the left coast Uh and take on the Angels. So, time to get right. Time to get going. And and it starts today with the doubleheader. They have not played well. The White Sox, I I think, have got off to a slow start. Even the Indians. I'm not real scared of them in the division. Royals, decent start. Tigers, better. Cleveland looks good. They do. Yeah. And that staff is elite. Well, it's, certainly, yeah, certainly at the and front end. When you got Bieber as your one, uh-huh. but but the depth, no. young arms coming mm-hmm. through, they're going to throw it, and they still have Jose Ramirez. Dude's an MVP candidate more years than not. They still got a couple of pieces. Players, I don't know, four through nine in the lineup are kind of garbage, but one through three, and with that pitching staff, yeah. you want some games doing that. Uh, didn't you bring up Marshall from the White Sox yesterday? Mm-hmm. Boy, he was good yesterday. Or yeah. A couple of days ago. He, yeah, he was really good again last night. All right, a little bit of and more before we get to our break here. Uh, we'll get and more out of the way for the week. On, All right. Um, I, I guess there's a Costco coming to Ankeny, which will make a lot of folks very happy oh, in that really? area. So you know where I live on yeah. the 36th Street exit, if you're familiar with, with, with Ankeny. Um it's the final exit. It's the most northern exit. 
and you exit off I-35 and you can turn left and you go west and you're headed into Ankeny. But on the other side of the interstate, mm-hmm. directly east, there's a whole bunch of farmland that apparently at a city council meeting in early April, it's going to be developed into essentially the District Part 2, you know, right. Prairie Trail, mm-hmm. without the houses. Mm-hmm. They're going to put a bunch of um, commercial commerce over there, uh, and Costco is going to be a part of it. Well, I love that because we're a big Costco household. You get all you Ankenyites, you can have no, your own no. and a little more breathing room for me inside of Costco. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's coming. And um, look, I, there's no shovels in the ground. Or not shovels. There's yeah. no, what do you call those diggers in the ground? <laughs> but the survey crew has been out in force uh-huh. this last couple, well, since probably Monday. I've noticed them out there. So if you are a you know, resident of Story County or, or Ankeny or mm-hmm. if Costco's your thing, or the Far East Side. I mean, you think yeah, of absolutely. people from Altoona yep. making that drive over to West Des Moines. That's a haul. Not going to have to do that. Now, it's, it's got to be, what, two years away? I would guess so. Those things are monstrous, uh-huh. too, on top of it. But I'm going to guess also, probably very efficient putting it together. Yeah, I mean, I, there's going to be like a bunch of shops in there, I guess. Uh, kind of like the District of Prairie Trail, if you're familiar with that. It's... You know, it's kind of a spinoff on that, but a Costco apparently is going to be a part of it. City, Ankeny City Council approved it April 4th, 5th, somewhere uh, somewhere in there. So Look at us dawdling. How about it. that, yes. right? A little, a, little, uh, a little city update for you. All right, Bill Bender is going to join us next. We do have a keyword opportunity right now, Trent. In fact, we've got two of them here during our show. And then the Fanatics, well, first of all, Murph and Andy. Um, Fanatics have three of them. I didn't realize they do, that. Yeah. So Murph and Andy only have one chance. Fanatics get three. Morning Rush gets two, and we get two, and we're still looking for our first winner. Again, you don't go. This is not a text um, situation. This is a go to kxno.com, and as soon as you go there, a pop-up window will appear miraculously on your screen. So time for another $1,000 home run. Uh, text the keyword. Trip. Trip to 200 at kxno.com. It's a hard hard one to break, Hard habit to break. Enter the keyword trip at kxno.com for your chance at $1,000. Again, no texting. kxno.com. Trip. That's trip at kxno.com. Bill Bender joins us next. Cappy in 35 minutes. Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 and 106. Happy tastes good. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. One of the most recognizable lead-in to a song's I've always felt this song yeah. this way, the doobies. Yeah, this is that's a really good uh, first few notes. Need uh, to put that one in the rotation? No, you I like, like that, that one? Yeah, I do right. like that one. Always have. Uh, Bill Bender, uh, SportingNews.com. Love talking to him weekly during football season, periodically throwing the downtime. But there really is no downtime, is there, Bill Bender? Good to speak with you. How you been? What's been keeping you busy, Bill Bender? We just came out of the tournament, and now you know I'll do some NFL draft content, spring game content, and 
Yeah, well, and then the kids obviously running around on baseball, <laughs> lacrosse, and softball field. There's never a night off in this house. You know, being a dad, I see you see a lot of your tweets as you're doing that. I know that I spent I mentioned this to Trent earlier uh, that in uh, what about an hour from now you're going to be speaking with Donald Driver, and as a Packer fan, and you know even though you're a journalist, sports journalist, you're probably in the business because you're a sports fan to begin with, right? And you're a Packer fan, and Donald Driver, uh, you're going to interview him. What's that all about, Bill? Can you share? Uh, he's involved in a partnership with Master Lock that's, you know, pointing out community heroes. And I'm sure we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and those kind of things because, you know, I like to point out, that, and I will point out to him, obviously he was on the field for Brett Favre's yeah. last game as a Packer. There's a lot of people wondering about when Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer is going to be. And uh, in the present, though, I'll tell you, um, Rodgers is an excellent Jeopardy host. We've watched <laughs> every one of them. He's been fantastic. You know, Trent, watch. Well, mm-hmm. I'll let you two go, and then I want to follow up a question. You know, he, he's a little dry, but that's kind of his personality. There's people that speculate, you know, and, and he said that's something he would love to do full time. It's not nothing you can do while you're a full time NFL player, you would think, though. Still, when you look to his future, let's say it's not Jeopardy. What do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be doing in his 40s? What 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 is he going to mm. have his his hands into? Because Certainly does not feel like a guy that should sit back, live on the beach, and enjoy retirement that way. I mean, with his obviously his dating life, and I don't, you know, I don't get too much into that kind of stuff. I mean, he could be involved on that side, um, whether it was Jeopardy or, or something else. I don't know if he'd be the full time host for that. I, I also thought Ken Jennings did pretty good. Yeah. You know, I watch that with my wife and kids every night. We we enjoy it very much. So, and we obviously enjoyed Alex Trebek more than anything. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I think uh, there's still some football left there. And, you know, it's all signs are pointing to he may end up somewhere else I in his career like Favre did. But mm. uh, there are only so many years you can play. Yeah, you know what? That would be disappointing. I'm I'm a Broncos fan, but I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan as well. And I liked Brett Favre before. And Favre might be my favorite uh, NFL player not named John Elway in, in the in the history of the game. I love so so when this when Packer fans are asked this, Bill, when this uh, um, will come up, um, you know you can only have one. Do, do you appreciate Brett Favre's career as a Packer or Aaron Rodgers' career as a Packer more? I'm not sure how you would how you would separate those two, right? And the further away I guess you get from Favre's career, the more likely it is that that Rodgers is going to be the answer. But boy, oh boy. Packer fans have been so lucky to have back-to-back franchise quarterbacks as long as they have. Who do you think that they would uh, is more popular of the two? Well, I, I always answer that question. I think Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback, but Brett Favre was probably I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I've never, like you said, I I probably have never enjoyed watching a football player more than Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And the other answers would be probably Barry Sanders, Michael Vick. Yep. Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor in terms of entertainment. But I don't think there's ever been a more entertaining quarterback than Brett Favre for for better or worse. Uh-huh. You know, you'd, you'd sit through a six-interception game or you'd sit through a night like when he beat the Raiders. Um, when his dad died, that said, yeah. I don't think there's a better thrower of the football in my lifetime than Aaron Rodgers, unless it's L.A. or Marino. Mm-hmm. Those are the three guys that – throw a football different than any other human being I've ever seen. And Trevor Lawrence is in that 
vein, but mm-hmm. there's a long way to go before I consider him like those three. And Russell Wilson, so accurate on the deep ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And those guys came from all different parts right. of the NFL draft, and not just it, in the first round. And it's no coincidence. If you don't have one, your team doesn't have a prayer. I know it well as a Bears <laughs> fan. I was, watching, I was watching some Marino highlights a couple weeks ago, and it's even when he couldn't move, yeah. it was ridiculous watching him throw a football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he'd put it on a rope, and, and there's only so many humans that can do it like that, and he's one of them. And I know... You know, there's a lot of talk about this draft and all these quarterbacks and, and trying to separate them. I still think Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in the draft. I'm that shocked. Might just be me. No, I'm, I'm with you, Bill. He might go five. He might be the fifth one off the board. I'm shocked. I'm with you. Well, no, he's done this since high school. He's been competing with Trevor Lawrence since high school. He's had a, a banner career, obviously, and uh, you know, we'll see. But I think he's a guy that um. You know, I don't know how he's not uh, considered a higher draft pick. And, you know, that's not disrespecting Zach Wilson or Trey Lance or Mac Jones, but if I was an NFL GM, there's no question. If I can't get Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to get Justin Fields. Where are you with Trey Lance? It feels like the opinions are so varied on him. Obviously, not a whole lot of film. A guy that redshirted, played a year, and then had almost all of his season taken away a year ago. What do you think about him as a product and – how long is it going to take him compared to the rest of this group? I just don't think we've seen enough in the last year. I mean, obviously, he had a great run with North Dakota State this season four. It's hard to say, you know, can you make a judgment on that? I mean, he's certainly a talented quarterback. You know, um, you could get lazy and, and make it about being him being black and, and comparing him to other quarterbacks in the league that are running threats, but I think it's more than that. I mean, he's obviously a Obviously a really good, talented player. He's won a lot of games. I I, I don't know, though. I, I just think it's that lack of a sample size to me against Division One competition that makes it tougher to break him down. Uh, so Mac Jones is – I mean, do you, believe, do you buy the San Francisco moved up to take Mac Jones? I saw that, you know, the, there are some states that you're allowed to bet on the draft, and Mac Jones was an overwhelming favorite. Uh, that he's going to go three, but that number's starting to come back down to earth a little bit. Do you buy the fact that San Francisco is going to take uh, Mac Jones at three? They might, but I still think Justin Fields is where they're going to go with. You know, just from what I've read and, you know, just kind of reading between the lines of what they're doing. Now, Mac Jones, it's kind of a different comparison than Lance because he was on this loaded team throwing to all these unbelievable wide receivers that, like Devontae and Jalen that are going to be taken in the top ten. Yep. And it's hard to evaluate him because I think he almost gets penalized for all the talent around him. But he still had to get the ball out on time. I, I thought you. he did fantastic. I mean, he was – I would make the argument that he was better than Tua, at least at the yeah. college level, yeah. for what he accomplished last season. Makes a lot of sense. That's not unfair. I, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Bill, so we're through college basketball. I thought at this point I would be so much more involved in the FCS mm. season conclusion this weekend. Now, I am looking forward. South Dakota State plays North Dakota State. That's a big matchup for us if you follow the Missouri Valley Football Conference. That's a big one. But Is there TV, do you know, Trent? I, I, don't, I know it'll be an ESPN Plus, ESPN3 yeah. thing. Don't know if they're really putting it on linear TV. But regardless, I'm surprised, Bill. How about you? How much FCS football? I thought it'd be a lot more at this point than I've watched. 
Well, you know, I, it's it's definitely, I you know, one of those things that just gets caught in the wrong season. Yeah. The spring football window is tough. I mean, I know we would get excited about the Alliance of American Football or the XFL and, and those kind of semi-pro leagues, arena football. It's just a tough window because, you know, what were you dealing with last weekend? The Masters. Most <laughs> people were watching that. You know, baseball's getting going, and people do still watch baseball. Um, you know, if you're trying to do it too much further, you know, you deal with the NHL and NBA playoffs on a given year. So I do think sports fans still like the seasonality of some things. I know I do, <laughs> at least, uh, especially with, you know, you see it all the way down to your kids. Like, I don't want my kids playing baseball all year. I don't want my kids playing softball all year. I want them to play as many sports as they can until they can't play them anymore. That's kind of our philosophy. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, uh, with, with college uh, football, you know, a few months off still, but you're going to be having to do some advanced stuff for it. How many spring games? Because there's a boatload of them this week. In fact, the Illinois is Monday night, which kind of seems like it doesn't fit. But on the other hand, what else? If you're a college football fan, BTN's going to be there on a Monday night at 7? Yeah, okay, uh, sign me up. Uh, but there's a boatload of them this weekend, Bill. Do you pay attention to them for your advanced stuff uh, at the sporting news for your college football previews yeah i mean when the spring's over and now the transfer portal complicates things because there's so many guys in it that uh it's going to be tough you know so i I think to break down that preseason top 25 but once we get into may all the spring games are over all time to kind of retool our top 25 we'll get into the preview stuff i mean sounds like some of these media days are going to be virtual again Mm -hmm. which is fine but um no, and then we get into hopefully what will be a normal season. I mean, it's still not all the way back. Uh, you know, Ohio State, for example, 18,000 people will be at their spring game on Saturday, and they'll fill it up with 18,000 people. But that's nowhere near the 70,000, 80,000 we're accustomed to seeing. So we still have a little bit of a way to go to COVID. I hope everybody's getting vaccinated. I know I am, and uh, I- I'm excited about that. You know, so uh, hopefully that will help us get on this thing where – when I'm talking to you guys next September, we're talking about full stadiums and, and college football full go. You are preaching to the choir. Last thing, uh, Bill Benner from the Sporting News. Uh, Bill, I, I know there was a lot of folks here in, in central Iowa, uh, across Iowa, that when uh, uh, ESPN put out their college football power index for 2021, and they, they took a lot, well, Alabama one, huh? Oklahoma two, well, okay. Uh, Clemson three, and then there's Iowa State at number four. And this isn't it's me saying they don't belong there. Everybody's coming back from a team that won a New Year's Six Bowl, but they're listed ahead of Ohio State and Texas A&M and Notre Dame and Penn State and Texas and dot, 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 Iowa State 4. There's going to be pressure on this team for the first time, I think, ever. Expectations come along with Matt Campbell's crew. Um, just your, When you saw them at number 4, Bill, just what, what, uh, what did you think? Well, Matt Campbell, if we know anything about him, he probably didn't like it because now he has to contend with that. And, you know, you want to well, and you want to embrace those, you know, with everybody coming back for them. It is obviously the most excited they've maybe ever been uh-huh. about Iowa State football, and they should be. I mean, he's built something pretty incredible there. I've talked to you guys over the years a lot about him because we know who he is. He's a masculine guy. He's a Mountain Union guy. I mean, he played at a college where their expectation was national championship every year. So I think he's brought a little taste of that to Ames, and I think he's one of the best coaches in college football, period. So they'll they'll have to deal with that. If you're doing the Big 12 preseason projections, it's hard not to pick Oklahoma based on track record. But uh, that'll be the mountain they have to climb. I mean, they've been the one school that's been able to knock Oklahoma off a couple times, them (laughs) and Kansas State. 
It's a true story. <laughs> he's had success. Now he's got to win week one, and he struggles in week one, and then he's yet to beat Kirk Ferentz, and that's week two. So, um, oh, I can't wait for the fall. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, in, well, let's try and do this something before the draft because I know you'll be locked in and putting out a lot of content draft-wise at sportingnews.com. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you coming on. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Name, image, and likeness is coming to the state of Florida. Yes. Spring games are happening. In fact, Florida State just had theirs. Florida State has already put together two classes that every student athlete at the university will take. Have you heard about this? No, mandatory? Mandatory. Yeah. And it talks about how to make money with name, image, and likeness. Really? It is classes that are dedicated to the tax side of things, what you're going to have to do in that uh-huh. avenue, how to do things in social media, be it Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever it is. Central Florida, in fact, their spring game, I saw that. they have the players' Twitter handles yeah. on the back. Not their name, their Not Twitter their name. handle. Their Twitter yeah. handle yeah. is what it is. Florida State is out in front of this. Uh-huh. They're doing, I think, a great job and a great service for their student-athletes to try to help them make money. Did we miss the boat here in our state? Well, we tried. I they mean, did. It didn't get any traction. And it was a, um, what do they call it, bipartisan bill, right? You know, going back to whatever it was. Six, Brad seven, Zahn and, and, and our buddy Nate Bolton tried six, to advance that. Six, seven years ago when the full cost of tuition was a big, big mm-hmm. conversation. And yep. people said, well, boy, you could go to USC and you're going to make a lot more money. I, I thought that was pretty short-sighted. And we have found out that's not a big impact. This, though, is going to be a major impact. And even if it is ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars, you we were even if you didn't go to college, you were young once, and probably I'm gonna <laughs> guess a lot of people at eighteen, nineteen yeah. didn't have a crap ton of money. No. Even that extra grand a month uh-huh. goes a long way. So do you get credit towards your degree for taking these two courses? Oh, I, I don't know if it's a pass fail kind of class or something like that, but it makes a ton of sense. It is incredibly smart. And they're gonna help them? That's yes. awesome. Yes, great. the way it should be. Uh-huh. This is something that is going to happen. There are going to be people that will help with their taxes. That's going to help with their income. This is the way it's supposed to do. Think of a football pro- Alabama has how many assistant coaches that aren't actually oh, assistant geez. coaches? We're talking about a crew of dozens now of they people. Can, now what you're saying, now they can actually have something to do? Right. Uh-huh. Instead of just breaking down film for right. the hundredth time, let's actually help these kids out. Bring them some real life things that are going to help Florida them in the future, State. Too. Like it. Proacting instead yes. of reacting. Love it. I will take a time out, come back, finish the first hour of the program. If you're a Chicago sports fan, today is Wednesday, as you know. That means David Kaplan joins us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. He's with us every Wednesday at 11.05. A gem of a pitching matchup on the south side last night. We'll recap that. And Wilson Contreras versus the Brewers. Is the lineup out yet? Have you seen? I'll take a peek Take here a break. Take uh, a peek during the break. Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and 010. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. I'm going to play Otter Creek this year. Are you? <laughs> well, I live there and uh, the. <laughs> Tin cup is like probably I don't know seven iron from my front door, and I've never been in the place. Never been in the place. Never. When's the last time you swung a club? Oh God, I think with Peralt and I, we were not forced, kind of were, mm-hmm. uh, to play golf 
through the promotions when Peralt was here, we had to go. We play golf. I don't know before our show and come back and talk about some of the local courses. Okay, yeah. Then 2010, maybe 2010. Wow, it's been that long. And before that was probably 1998. Well, let's get a little warmer here. I got to get some rounds in before I, I go on my golf trip coming up in May. So I'd like to. I've never played out of Nor myself. have I. Nor have I. Let's um, get out there. All right. You can show me how it's done. No, I don't think that'll be the case. But um, yeah, but it'll be fun. We should yeah. we should do that. Hey, so yesterday uh, the the pitching matchup. Are those the no? Because Garrett Cole's in the conversation. I was going to say, were, are Giolito and Bieber? Are those the best two pitchers in the American League? It's close. It is close. You know who else would be on the list? Glass now from Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's been really. He's good. a stud. Yes, but um, who else are we missing? At the top, Brios. I think it's Cole. Uh, Brios is good. Top ten. Yep. I don't know if. Yep. I don't know if you could go top five for him. No, probably too early. I uh, saw the updated look at the American League Cy Young. Uh, Garrett Cole's the favorite, betting favorite. Bieber's got to be right there with him. Bieber's four to one. Cole is plus two eighty. Giolito five to one. Glass now nine to one. That's a pretty good price. How about your guy Ryu? Thirteen to one. You know, I'm not sure he's, he was good yesterday. You know who is having a good year? It's, it's a good two starts. Stephen Matz. Oh yeah. People. He hasn't been terrible by any means. So the Yankees have not run away and nope, nope. The Red Sox are off to a good start. Well, they, but they got swept by the Orioles. Remember that at the beginning of the yeah. season? I thought they were going to stink. And I don't think they've lost since then. Seven and three now with the doubleheader today against the Twins. That division, still the Yankees to lose, though? I think so. What do you think the Rays? Yeah, they're tough. They're they always are. tough. I, it doesn't matter who nope. they lose. Always <laughs> it happens there. every year. So uh, a baseball note. This is happening in the Atlantic League. Did you see this from Jason Stark this morning? No. They are moving the pitcher's mound back a foot. Why? Because of the domination of pitching. So instead of 60 feet, 6 inches, it'll be 61 feet, 6 inches after 128 years at that distance. <sighs> this is one that bothers are, me. Are we trending towards the lowering of the mound, of mm-hmm. the... Well, didn't they tinker with the baseball? Our home runs down this year because do you remember that they were going to, they tinkered with the baseball this year. But because we didn't get baseball until middle of the summer last year, it's hard for those numbers. I saw a few things that it was down a tick because it's cold weather, right? Right. But they weren't exactly sure. They believe, and it feels different hearing pitchers talk about it that the seams feel a lot different. Doesn't impact the way the ball travels, though. Mm-hmm. Still to be determined. I guess that's going to be one of those, probably at the end of this month, we're going to start to see those articles start to come out a little bit probably more. Probably so. I'm surprised we haven't yet, but I right. think you're right. I think it has all weather related. All right, well, well you've got uh, more conversation uh, baseball-wise coming up with our friend David Kaplan. In fact, he's about, well, six minutes away. Cappy will join us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Uh, recap that uh, tilt on the south side. Maybe a tilt at American Family Field today with Wilson Contreras and fill-in-the-blank Brewer. Uh, Cappy coming up next, and then John Bowenkamp will recap what the Hawkeye media availability was all about yesterday. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 and 106.3 FM.